a mixed inflation picture on the continent and the appointment of a new central bank governor in South Sudan. That and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. South Sudan's economy is set to register a growth of 2.1% in the fiscal year 2022-2023 after stagnation in 2021-2022. Changkwoth Bichok, chairperson of the Specialized Committee on Finance and Economic Planning, says the economy will grow slightly at a higher rate due to the slow global economic recovery. A call doc, managing partner at Oris Consulting, joins us for this episode to expound on the economic growth numbers and also what the appointment of a new central bank governor means for the South Sudan economy. South Sudan's economy is expected to grow by 2.1%. What could be done to increase this growth? According to the Committee on Finance and Planning in the South Sudan National Legislative Assembly, South Sudan's economy is expected to grow 2.1%. I think this growth is moderate, and it doesn't represent the true potential of the economic potential of South Sudan right now. And some of this growth is actually limited to um, oil revenues and oil production. And I think that if the country were to enhance oil production to enhance these other sectors, then it can increase that growth more. Um, if, uh, the, according to the IMF, South Sudan was expected to grow 4 to 6%. So I think that South Sudan is underperforming in that aspect economically. But I think there's also room to grow. And there's an opportunity to grow. South Sudan also just got a new central bank governor. What does this mean for the exchange rate and inflation in the country? So South Sudan just recently appointed uh, a new governor of the central bank and a new uh, first deputy governor and a second deputy governor. Um, So some of these things are considered routine changes. It's the prerogative of the leadership and the president to routinely change his government. But I think a lot of people are a bit optimistic because this new central bank governor, it comes from a commercial bank bank uh, background and he's well aware of some of the challenges facing the country's monetary system and thinking the banking system and now there's a big push amongst people in the civil society and the government and the private sector how can banks start offering loan options and investment options because a lot of banks now have just offered banking services that are limited to checking and saving services but they're not offering investment and loan services that can help people do agriculture do trading build homes. So now that's going to be some of the focus. And to manage the issue of the exchange rate, I think inflation and exchange rate in South Sudan are all tied to the South Sudan's balance of payments. South Sudan is exporting crude oil and importing everything else. And South Sudan has to find a way to start producing some things locally. If South Sudan can produce maize locally, can produce uh, cement locally, it can reduce its uh, imports. And this, this is the money that can save uh, the, the central bank and this money that stays in the country and also in the economic behavior of the country, there's a high demand for U.S. dollars. And if we can strengthen the SSP and increase the demand for the SSP, then things can gradually change. And how is South Sudan recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, the coronavirus pandemic has hurt the whole world, has hurt the global economy, it hasn't just hurt South Sudan. In some of the ways South Sudan is recovering from this is the increase in oil revenue during the coronavirus pandemic oil prices hit nearly zero and has really affected the government's revenues and affected the economy. But now that oil prices have rebounded, have even hit $100 a barrel, we're starting to see a lot of revenue 
entering the country and we're starting to see a lot of growth particularly from the oil industry which dominates the economy a lot of contractors are getting more opportunities a lot of jobs are being created so this has been a waste as it has recovered and some of this money has been used to invest in other sectors. Now South Sudan is embarking on diversification. And some of the key things that they're focusing on is the agriculture and the mining sector. In the recent oil and power conference, the Minister of Mining spoke about the importance of tracking investment for mining, particularly in the key minerals like limestone, gold, diamonds. That was a call doc managing partner at Oris Consulting. A quick review of the other stories making get into the podcast. Morocco's annual inflation rate reached a record high of 8% in August of 2022 from 7.7% in the previous month. Upward pressure came mostly from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, transport, furnishings and household equipment, clothing and footwear and recreation and culture. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.3% after increasing 0.9% in the previous month. South Africa's annual inflation rate eased to 7.6% in August of 2022 from an over 13-year high of 7.8% in July, just above market expectations of 7.5% and the upper limit of the South African Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6%. Prices continue to climb for food and non-alcoholic beverages, chiefly driven by oils and fat, bread and cereals. The annual core inflation, which excludes prices of food, non-alcoholic beverages, fuel and energy, fell to 4.4% in August of 2022 from a near five-year high of 4.6% in the previous month. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up by 0.2%, the least in seven months, slightly above market forecast of a 0.1% increase. The annual inflation rate in the Ivory Coast quickened to 6.2% in August of 2022, the highest since May of 2011, from 5.4% in the previous month. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, primarily fruits and meat transport, restaurants and hotels. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up by 0.5% after almost being flat in the preceding month. The IMF has called on governments in sub-Saharan Africa to be cautious about the macroeconomic reforms as famine spreads in a region badly affected by the aftermath of COVID-19 and the war in Ukraine. According to its estimates, at least 123 million people, or about 12% of the population of sub-Saharan Africa, may be acutely food insecure, severely malnourished or unable to meet their basic food needs. Global warming is contributing to an increase in the number of hungry people, while East Africa is experiencing one of the worst droughts in its history. The impact on economies of the COVID-19 pandemic has combined with a spike in grain prices fueled by the war in Ukraine. This is according to the IMF. The IMF says despite the many challenges, some trade, regulatory and market liberalization reforms are feasible. Recalibrated monetary policies could mitigate the impact on domestically produced goods and anchor inflation. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adon.